Hey everyone, welcome back to the River Heights Buzz podcast. Today we are on episode three of the pod, talking about season three, episode four. We are your hosts. I'm Alexa, and, and I'm Candice. Hey. 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 <laughs> are you ready to dive into this episode? I'm so ready, and I've, I haven't had a chance, because today is Monday, and Mondays are always crazy. I haven't had a chance to really dive into the Twitter, but I'm sure that especially the Nancy Drew struggles, um, Twitter is going to be popping in the next couple of days, just because of everything that happened in this week's episode. <laughs> yes, I believe that they will be going full force. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but we'll get there. Yes, we will. Oh, just a heads up to everyone. If you have not watched the episode, go watch it before you listen to this episode because we there might be spoilers. Oh, there absolutely will be because once I get going, it's really hard for me to stop. Like, I just, I get so excited. So yes, there will definitely be spoilers. So definitely watch this week's this past week's episode before diving any further into this episode yeah pause the podcast now go watch the episode come back listen to us talk about the episode you just watched (laughs) yeah make sure you have a snack too because i might get a little long-winded you might get hungry (laughs) just being honest But I'm ready to start if you are. Um, I do have one thing to first of all say. Um, I don't know how much you pay attention specifically to Kennedy McMahon, who plays Nancy, um, how much you pay attention to her Twitter. But she posted earlier last week that this was the dreamiest episode of Nancy yet. And my God, was she right? Yes, she was a thousand percent right. So that just kind of is a good transition into my first thought was that Nancy yawning in the the beginning part of that is literally me every single day when I get ready for work. And when I'm at work, that's just, I was like, wow, she's really acting like me right now. I think she's like everybody. Yeah. Like that, that's me just, you know, head in my hand, not really paying attention. Absolutely a vibe yeah (laughs) it's like even for me it's like I get up in the morning I'm like do I have to get up I don't want to (laughs) yeah yeah that's pretty much me as well like especially right now with the season changing like when I'm waking up it's still pitch black outside Um, I have to take my dogs out to go to the bathroom and I have to have a flashlight because it's so dark still So I'm definitely in that mode of really not being focused first thing. I think we saw that, you know, with our intro last episode, Um, just not being focused. But um, yeah, so I saw that and I was like, man, I really feel like I'm being called out right now. That's okay. (laughs) (laughs) And then there's the whole time change next weekend, too. So that's going to be a whole other shift for us. Yeah. Yeah, it absolutely is. And uh, it's going to take me a few days to get used to that. I'm still trying to get used to it being dark so early. So, but I'll get there as it goes on. Yeah. 
Huh. Where so, do you want um, talking about uh, Nancy at the police station brings me into my next thought of, and I don't know if you feel this way or not, but when they gave Nancy that um, police community liaison job, I feel like that was kind of an insult because when they walked her to it, like you saw her desk was like practically like a card table that you fold up and um, it wasn't really any like money towards that department or anything like that. But I feel like if anybody could make something out of nothing, it's Nancy. Oh yeah. So I feel like the people that gave her that position is just going to backfire for them. And I don't really necessarily know that it was, given to her in like a malicious kind of way, but I feel like it's like, she's really loud. She's out there. She's doing stuff. Let's just shut her up by giving her something like this and see what happens. And it's another thing too, is that they give her like these small little petty kinds of things around the town, not like major things like she's used to. Yeah. And it's like, it's, you can tell that she's not totally thrilled with the role that she's in. It's like, you can tell that she wants like bigger things going on. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Because she's more than capable of handling that as we've seen so far. Um, but I mean, who knows? This could give her like just being there in the police department could give her an inside later on as she's trying to figure out this whole frozen heart killer. Um, so I think that as far as that goes, it's only going to be good things because I feel like she's already going to have her foot in the door. If there's things that she needs to find out, she might need to do it in a sneaky way, but that's the Nancy way. Yeah. And I feel as though even like with Nancy on the iced heart killer spree, it almost seems as though Nancy's working faster than the police are. <laughs> oh yeah. A hundred percent. Because I really feel like she's not, bogged down by like everything that police officers are, are bogged down by. Um, because I, I feel like, and this is just another way that I feel like the show is kind of really topical as of right now, because, you know, I mean, at, at least in America, police and community relations are not good for the most part, um, typically due to race. Um, that's a, a really big issue right now. I'm not sure how big of an issue that is in Canada, but in America, it's, 100% in the forefront. Um, and there's just not good relations typically, especially in larger cities. Now, I'm not sure exactly how large they're claiming that Horseshoe Bay is, but I mean, it, it's up in the New England area in Maine. So, um, I mean, it's, I would assume it's close to a bigger city. And um, so I feel like that that is kind of a, another way that they're trying to um, make Nancy more relevant to this kind of time period, this current time period that we're in. Yeah. And a little uh, tidbit in there. Nancy Drew is filmed in Canada. Is it really? It's filmed in uh, British Columbia. Yeah. I did not know that, but that makes sense because I feel like a lot of um, TV shows and movies are filmed up there. I mean, I kind of wonder why is it because in that area, there's like not a lot of people or I don't really know anything about that area. Do you know why people film up there? I'm not exactly sure, but it's like, I know that there's across Canada, especially like in British Columbia, Nova Scotia, there's a little bit that stuff that goes on. Even in Toronto, there's filming that happens just like, it's, I don't know if it's like the scenery or like the climate, any of those kinds of things factoring in. Mm-hmm. 
but it's nice to see not just U.S. shows just in the U.S. It's oh, nice yeah, see, right. Like, Absolutely. range of, like, everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Now that you said that climate, it kind of does make sense. That's interesting. I had no idea that it was filmed there. Maybe that's something we can start doing next week is looking at, like, other interesting facts um, about the show. Because that... I. I think that's really cool that it's not filmed in America. I had absolutely no idea. I just figured that it was somewhere in California. Uh, you know, I feel like a lot of stuff is filmed out there, but now that I think about it, it really doesn't look like California. So it makes sense. <laughs> that is very interesting. Um, another thing that I thought was interesting was I love how it, it spins back because I feel like we kind of missed out last week's episode um, with, uh, Carson and Ryan and the whole idea of the chore wheel <laughs> found that absolutely hysterical. It almost seems as though that they probably made the chore wheel because Ryan isn't picking up the slack. <laughs> Which I could see that, but I, I gotta say, I, there's a special place in my heart for Ryan because I feel like he's really stepped up to the plate and he's really learning. I mean, he's like, the rich kid that never had to do anything. And now as an adult, he's figuring out, you know, I need to contribute to this household. And I think it's hysterical that Nancy was the one that created the chore wheel, but I mean, you know, stuff's got to get done. Yeah. And it can't just rely on Carson and Nancy. <laughs> That's true because I mean, I'm sure Carson is very busy, you know, being an attorney and Nancy is in and out constantly between doing the police liaison work and working at, um the restaurant as well so i feel like she stays really busy and while we're talking about the house i absolutely love the interior of the house that they use oh yeah i don't know if that's actually like a real house um or if that's just a soundstage but i love like the dark colors in it uh i'm really partial to like dark wood in homes so that house to me is like perfect I don't know about you, but if I was able to design my own house, I would want it to be designed similarly to Nancy's. Oh, absolutely. 100%. And it really, even though, like I said, the colors are darker, it still kind of reminds me of like in the later games when we start out and we're in Nancy's room. And I know Nancy's room is like super light and bright and um, the color is mainly white, but it still kind of reminds me of that same vibe, which I think is really cool. And it still gives you that like homey kind of feel too, which is yeah. nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, and I, I love it when the dads, they like tease each other. And oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, my husband though, loves that too. We always, when they're on the screen, we're always like, oh my God, it's my two dads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Their dynamic is just really good because it's like, Carson is more the voice of reason and Ryan is more of the risk taker. And so I feel like together that kind of parenting duo is exactly what Nancy needs. Yeah. I, really, I do feel like Nancy's always going to view Carson as a fatherly figure, yeah. you know? Um, but I think it's a good mix for her. Yeah. So, um. Something else that I enjoyed was that Carson was doing all this cooking and Ryan was like kind of joking, like, does he have a date with somebody? 
Yeah, I thought that was really funny as well. And Nancy, of course, you know, being our girl detective, picked up on it really quickly. Especially that missing ingredient of garlic. I mean, I really feel like you cannot pull the wool over Nancy's eyes. Like she just sees beyond stuff that your average person wouldn't think twice about. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty funny. Um, I'm hoping this works out though for Carson. I do too. I do too, because I think it's been long enough that he deserves to be happy. I feel like um, we're not meant to be alone, that we as people are meant to have our other person. And, you know, that's, that's okay. You know, it's okay to open yourself back up to that. Um, I mean, he'll always have um, feelings for Kate, but I mean, that's just a, one part of his story is how I feel. Yeah. Like he deserves all the happiness in the world, mm-hmm. even after the whole drama stuff that happened in season one with Karen. Yes. <laughs> and of course, Karen. <laughs> yes. What a name, right? But when, what was the, was it the DA lady or is she like another lawyer? Um, she, I think is the prosecutor, which I mean, can kind of be like the DA. Um, I feel like different um, areas of our country, at least have different words for the same type of job. Okay. Yeah. Like in larger cities, um, it seems, especially like out on the West coast, it seems like they're more called district attorneys, but more where I'm at, which is like, Midwest, almost kind of upper um, southern part of the United States, we call them just prosecutors. Okay. But I mean, it's like the same thing. Like I watch like other cop kinds of shows and it's like I hear all these different terms for like almost a similar kinds of jobs. <laughs> yeah, it's all so, pretty much the, the same thing. Just depends on what, what part of the country you're in as to what they're called. Okay. Yeah, but it's all pretty similar. Alrighty. Um, so I think we should go ahead and dive into um, the biggest part of this episode, which was um, sleep. One of my favorite things to do, I might add. <laughs> um, let's talk about uh, all of these nightmares that everybody in the Clue Crew had. Um Let's see. First and foremost, um, let's talk about Nancy and why everybody was losing their minds on social media. It's like in her dream, it's like her and Ace and Ace saving her Mm -hmm. almost. And they do a thing, Candace. They absolutely do. But I'm curious if you caught what they didn't do. Oh, man. They actually (gasps) did not kiss on the lips. It was every other part. Every other part, they did. But I feel like an actual kiss is going to be later on down the road. Yeah. It was definitely an intimate scene, which I'm... Thinking like the whole fandom probably enjoyed. Oh, I don't see any way that they couldn't have. (laughs) But I wish that it went a little bit more 
to the whole kissing on the lips part. <laughs> I do too, but I feel like they're saving it for like a really good moment. And I feel like, and this is just my thoughts of it, but I feel like by him not kissing her during that whole sequence was showing Nancy's fear of intimacy um, and opening herself up in that respect. Because I feel like if you go all the way back to the first episode, season one, episode one, when Nancy and uh, Nick are doing their kind of friends with benefits kind of thing, I feel like that right there showed that Nancy's not too sure about herself and struggles in that department. So I think that that was a subtle way of showing again, her struggle with intimacy and how she needs to grow in that respect. Yeah. It's like, even too, from when we first started till now, the communication part wasn't there. Nancy's Mm -hmm. grown in that perspective. She has. And, you know, she's still expanding with the communication part of it. Now her commitment part, it's, she's still working on it. Yeah. And it's, you know, hopefully she'll get to that point where she'll be able to be like, hey, I'm ready. Let's commit to this. I'm full force. Let's go. Yeah. I <laughs> but, feel like she's she's good at committing to um, things that are not like super personal, like relationships. I feel like when she is trying to figure out a problem or they're trying to chase some kind of spirit or demon, um, then she's all in 100%. But when it starts to deal with things like actual feelings, she's like reeling it in, you know? Yeah. Um, So I hope to see that kind of character growth from her as we continue, which I I think we're headed in that direction. Yeah. It almost seems like she doesn't want to fully put herself out there. Which I can't say that I blame her because, I mean, she's gone through a lot. And I feel like one thing that could be kind of stuck in the back of her mind is the fact that she didn't get into Columbia and that kind of rejection, even though that's totally not anything to do with relationships or anything like that, that's still something of putting yourself out there and being rejected and having to deal with that can still manifest in other different ways, like in, you know, interpersonal relationships. Yeah. But as long as she has her, like communication and her group of people that she can, for the most part, rely on. She's good for right now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, next up, let's talk about Nick and his youth center idea, which I think is a fantastic idea considering his background and where he came from. Um, the fact that he wants to give back to the community like that um, is really special. And I think is another way that Nancy is really topical right now. Yeah. For dealing with youth. It's a good thing that Nick kind of put his foot in the door and was like, hey, this is something that I'm passionate about. I want to help other kids that are kind of going through similar things that I went through. And as like, this could be a safe space for them. Yeah. Which that's something that all kids deserve to have. So it's really nice to see it in that aspect. Um, But then during his dream or nightmare, however you want to look at it, he saw himself failing the kids and the kids being in trouble and him not being able to get to them. Yeah. And like, I felt so bad when that happened. I'm like, oh man. 
Yeah. Like, he put all this work and effort into it. And I hope, like, it just keeps moving forward, does really well, instead of just crashing and burning right away. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I feel like, and here I am going down a rabbit hole again of psychology. I feel like it could almost be a metaphor of him trying to, for lack of a better word, I'm just going to say save with air quotes, save George and her sisters. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I could be reading a lot into that, but I, I feel like so far in this season, they've kind of set it up as far as Nick trying to join their family, their already existing dysfunctional type of family. Um, so that's why I really could see that being a, a metaphor of him feeling like he is failing her and her sisters, even though he's not. I mean, he's doing the best he can. He's a teenager. Like, I love George, but she comes with a lot of baggage. Yeah, I think they both do, though. Like in their I own way. Too, and I think that's part of the reason why they came together and why they work as a couple. Um, but they just, they're going to have a lot of um, obstacles that they need to overcome if they're going to make it as a couple. Yeah. Um, now, one thing I'm like, how is Nick able to afford this building with the youth center and the claw? Because I don't know. He has to have like, <laughs> really good credit score or, you know, something like money in the bank, which I think he does have. Um, but I mean, he, he's just gotta be like some really good businessman, just really pinching pennies to make it all work. Either that or the rent is just really cheap, which it supposedly being in Maine, I can't see it being very cheap, but yeah. And it's like he, and whenever I see the claw, like the, in the inside, like there's barely anybody in there. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, they can't be doing that much business. Uh, I don't know. Like, like how, I'm still wondering how the claw still managed to keep its doors open. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh, once again, they just, they must be really good with money, which honestly though, I could see that with George kind of running the show. I feel like, since she kind of had to step in and be like a mothering parenting type of figure, I feel like she probably has a pretty good handle on money. Yeah. So maybe that helps too. Um, Speaking of George, um, let's talk about her dream slash nightmare. Her dad came along. Her dad. And I found it very, yes, I found it very, very interesting that apparently her father is a dentist. (laughs) I didn't catch that. (laughs) She went to some kind of, am I, I hope I'm not saying that wrong, but I feel like he was some kind of doctor. Um, I didn't just make that up, did I? But George made a good point, though. It's like if her dad wants to get to know her, then will her sister's dads want to get to know them, too, when they're older? Right. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Um, I, I feel like um, this is another um, kind of example of 
George having to come to terms with things um, in her past in order to move herself forward. Um, I can understand her, you know, on some level wanting to have a relationship with her dad and know her dad, but also not wanting to be hurt as well and being kind of standoffish from that. Um, but I feel like at least as of right now, we don't really have a reason to not trust her father. Um, and who knows? I mean, we don't know a whole lot of background on him. He could be a totally stand-up guy. And the reason why he walked away was because of issues with her mom. I mean, it might not have been him. It was just, you know, her mom is kind of flighty and kind of all over the place and not really around. And maybe he just put his foot down and said, you know, I, I can't deal with this. Yeah. But I hope that they explore more of his background. Hopefully. If we could see it with Ryan and Nancy, we can see it with George and her dad. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I feel like Nancy and Ryan kind of coming together and working on their relationship is a good kind of blueprint for lack of a better word. Um, and I mean, I'm not saying that it wasn't Rocky at first because it was Rocky between Nancy and Ryan. It was really awkward and they didn't know exactly how to like talk to each other, but I feel like they're slowly starting to figure it out. And I feel like both of their characters are growing from that. Yeah. I'm kind of hoping we see Nick's mom again at some point. <laughs> Me too. Like at first she was kind of like, Last season, she was a bit he more hesitant towards George, I found. But then towards the end of the episode, like, she seemed okay with the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then let's talk about um, Ace's dream slash nightmare, which I'm going to be honest, I was very confused at first. Yeah. Um. So what we see is uh, a boy that's like got part of his face covered and he's bloodied and bleeding. And at first, because like I said, I was just confused. I had no idea that that was supposed to be Ace looking down on himself. I, for some reason, thought it was, um, if you remember, I think it was season two, um, his brother I thought it was his brother. Almost, yeah. So I was very confused um, and didn't realize it until Dad Bobsy showed up. That guy is bad news. He's the <laughs> definition of bad news. Yeah. I feel like all of the Bobsies are. Yep. And I saw him and I immediately was stressed out. I was like, no, no, no. Get We're this. Not going down here again. Get this guy off my screen. Seriously, like he is no good. And I feel like Ace is really just trying to be like a good guy and, and, you know, move on from his past. I mean, we all have things that we've done in our past and I feel like Ace is on a good track and is, you know, making something of his life and, you know, doing stuff with the clue crew. And I don't want dad Bobsy to ruin it. <laughs> I really don't. Cause the guy's bad news. And I found out what Dad Bobsy's name is. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. What is it? Bertram. Yeah, there's no way I'm ever going to remember that. 
No. I'm, <laughs> I'm just, just gonna be honest. Like <laughs> I'm gonna say bad news, Bobsy Dad. Yes. That's every time that I talk about him, I just call him Daddy Bobsy, just because I I've said it once and now it's in my brain forever. Yeah. So. I'm just gonna say bad news, Bobsy. See you later. <laughs> I like that too, though. That's good. <laughs> That's good. And then did you see at the end of that episode when Carson and Ace were looking at the was like the the picture was loading up and it was Ace and Dad Bobsy in the car together? <laughs> like, I'm not gonna lie. Off. <laughs> My heart sank because I was like, no, 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 no. We've made such good progress. We are not gonna be drugged down by this guy. <laughs> I was stressed, to say the least. Yep. Because I love Ace. I love his character. I think he brings something uh, really interesting to the group because I feel like in the beginning of the series, he was really unassuming. He was just like the guy that was washing the dishes at the claw, but he's become like a really big part of the group with his various different skills and all of like his tech knowledge and stuff. I, I think he really brings something special. So I'm really going to be upset with the writers if his character just goes down the tubes because I feel like that would be a waste. Yeah. Um, so hopefully, because Ace asks Carson to help him out. So hopefully, Carson well, will I, be able to help him. I feel like I feel like they could probably help each other out because I feel like obviously Carson has all the law experience and knows how to handle situations like that. But I also feel like Ace has a very set knowledge of maybe some not so lawful things. So maybe they could be like a good duo and can get some stuff figured out together and kind of, you know, scratch each other's back, so to speak. Yeah. Um, so I guess that brings us to our final dream slash nightmare, Bess. Poor Bess. <laughs> yes, poor Bess, I agree, but also, Thank God she finally stood up and said something because I know we're only four episodes deep, but it was getting real tense already this whole yeah. season. She needed to put her foot down. She absolutely did because I, I felt like she, and I feel like I said this maybe last week, was kind of the one that was taking a back seat. Yeah. She was trying to say stuff. People were brushing it off. Talking yeah. about themselves, not worried about her, leaving her kind of standing there like, well, okay. Yeah. But she deserves to be heard too. Her opinions and is are just as important as everybody else. It yeah. should not be just brushed aside like nothing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Which that makes sense of why she was afraid of not being included because this is another thing that I feel like I've talked to, which is, I feel like an overarching um, story for Bess is her wanting to find her place in the world and putting a lot of stock into her last name. And so that's why I feel like that um, abandonment issue is so prevalent to her and is that's why it's her biggest fear because she just wants to be included she wants to know her family and uh, I feel like on some level at least she views the clue crew as like a an extended kind of family I've talked about um, my thoughts on her and Ace's friendship and how I think that that's really important to both of them 
that they kind of are there for each other and take care of each other. And so it makes sense that her fear in this nightmare was being excluded because that's really what's happened so far for her this season. Like her storyline has been slow so far, at least in my opinion. Yeah. And even too, like she was the one that went and helped everyone out of this whole hallucination thing. Yes. That was such a willpower moment. Like, thank goodness she was the one to bring everybody back. (laughs) Which I I feel like even though I feel like she's kind of written to kind of seem like she has her head in the clouds. I think that's why it was so awesome that she was the one to kind of bring them back all down to earth. Like, we're going to figure this out. I'm going to take charge and we're getting on the best bus. Love that. And she even partnered up with Ryan, which is super nice to see. (laughs) I thought that was really interesting, too. I kind of feel like maybe we're kind of making Ryan an honorary Clue Crew member, which I'm totally okay with. I'm totally okay with that, too. (laughs) (laughs) Bring on as many people as we can, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I really feel like, yes, they all have their things that the five of them bring together, but when they include these other people it's just bringing more stuff to the group and they all have their own like abilities that they can bring to the group to help out like with the cases yes absolutely um so talking about the um whole aspect of this being the dreamiest episode of nancy yet i found it interesting um the whole idea of lucid dreaming because um i mean that's a real thing like there are people that i don't necessarily know if you would group it into like a conspiracy theory kind of thing but i know that there are some people because i've seen videos of it on youtube um there are some people that feel that they can almost control their dreams now it's going to sound crazy and it's something that i've never done before because i don't know a lot about it but some people feel like they can figure out in the middle of a dream that they are dreaming. And once they figure that out, they can like control what happens in the dream. Um, So I find that, you know, that's like a real kind of concept. I don't necessarily know if it's like really a thing, but it's a concept that people talk about. And so I found, I found that really interesting that they included that in this episode. I've never actually heard about that where people could control what happens in their dreams. It's, it's kind of like a different perspective almost or like a new thing. <laughs> yeah. I don't know a whole lot about it. And I, I feel like scientists in general don't really know a whole lot about dreaming. Like I don't even know if we know exactly why people have dreams or what that means or if it means anything at all. Um, but I think one of the things that I remember from a video that I had seen was that um people said in, if you're dreaming and you realize that you're in a dream, if you try to read something, apparently the words are not like words, like it'll be all garbled and you can't read it. And that's how you're supposed to know I'm dreaming. I can control what happens next. So, like I said, totally random. Don't know if it's actually really a thing. Um, but I thought that that was kind of interesting because, you know, I don't necessarily know if you would group that in with like the paranormal stuff, but just kind of the route that they're going with this being like supernatural, spiritual kind of thing. I think that's pretty interesting. Yeah. 
It was a different aspect of the show, too, that they brought in, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, which, speaking of, this kind of leads me into my next thought, and I don't know what you uh, think about this, but talking about Bess and the other overarching story of Bess, of her, like, trying to find her place in the world, um, her doing magic, I guess let's just call it magic, doing those spells, get a real bad vibe from that. Yeah. It's like the trickle a little bit in each episode. It's just going, it's like leading to be bad news. Yeah. I feel like she's going to fall further and further down the rabbit hole and is going to open herself up to the potential of it being something she doesn't need to be messing with. Yeah. It's like she's digging herself deeper into a hole and she's going to find it so much harder to get herself out because she's getting so much more deep into it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like, and I I don't want to like turn this into a discussion of like real life people that do this, but I feel like just scratching the surface of it, that when you kind of dabble in things like that, that you're not a hundred percent sure of, and you don't know all the information of, I feel like you're just opening yourself up to things that might not have a good agenda for lack of a better way of explaining it. Um, Don't get me wrong. I don't know a lot about religion. I don't know a lot about spirituality or anything of that nature, but I feel like there's probably a reason why we as just a people don't know a lot about that kind of thing. Cause I don't necessarily know that we're supposed to. Yeah. No. So I'm interested to see if that goes okay for her or if she ends up needing to be saved in the end somehow. I hope that it's like, she doesn't get too hurt by it. I hope that it's just like, in a, like a, another episode or two, like this will be over, like just like put it to the side and be done with it. Yeah. Instead of just like getting more deeper and deeper and deeper. And then she can't figure out how to go back to, from like the beginning. Right. Like, yeah. That's my issue is that she's so deep into searching for some kind of validation that she'll turn anywhere to get it. Yeah. And I feel like if there's something malicious there that they'll just grab onto that. Yeah. Because they see it as a weakness when it's not necessarily a weakness. Like I feel like it's a very normal human emotion to want to be accepted and to want to be part of a group. Like, I I feel like we, as people are, you know, kind of like a herd mentality. We're supposed to be with other people. And, you know, I feel like that's a very normal feeling to have, but I feel like other things, people included can see that as a weakness and can try to, you know, I guess, benefit from that. Yeah. People will do anything to, almost like manipulate you in a way to do Absolutely. things to do things that they want you to do. <laughs> exactly. And I feel like uh bad what do we call him? Bad guy Bobsy? Bad dad Bobsy. <laughs> bad dad Bobsy, I feel like manipulator number one. 
or even is it like I don't know if we say bad dad or bad news. Either way, bad Bobsy. <laughs> yes, I mean both of them work. Like, yeah. I mean that's just that's what I think. After this season, can we just not talk about the Bobsies anymore, please? <laughs> well, I kind of thought that that was the way we were going because. <laughs> They, I mean, the Bobsy twins, uh, are they, te- do we call them twins in this show or are they just siblings? I think that they go, the twins. Okay. I thought they were twins because I feel like in the real life books, they are twins. Yeah. Um, But I mean, I just, I thought we were kind of going away from that. I but think I the know. only, I think the only good Bobsy in the whole thing was the mom. <laughs> Yeah, and then the poof, she's gone. Yeah. No. All right. So can we, not have, can we please have good things in this show? Yeah, I mean, if we're gonna have Bobsies, can they be good? Like, I don't really think that's too much to ask, but apparently it is. I vouch to say, can I volunteer as tribute instead of Dad Bobsy to be part of the group? <laughs> Absolutely, I, I'll vote for you, a hundred percent. Or even, like, if it's not me, they don't decide to choose me. Can the Hardy Boys please join in? <laughs> I'm, I'm still, I'm trying not to get my hopes up because I feel like all my hopes are in Nancy and Ace. But if we have even a cameo, even five minutes. I'll be Hardy happy. Boys, I would be so <laughs> ecstatic. I don't even think I'd know what to do. I think I would just be, like, staring at my screen, like, with my mouth open, like, they're on my screen. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. I agree with that. Oh man. Actually, I hate to do this. Can you hold on for just one second? One of my dogs is scratching at the door. Okay, so let's see. Um, back to the Bobsies. Yeah, I really thought that um, we were heading away from them because, again, I pay attention to um, probably more than I should, but I can't help myself. Pay attention to all the social media posts. And when Nancy, Nancy, Kennedy, the girl who plays Nancy, started posting about like their first days on set. Um, I noticed that the guy who plays, oh my God, what's his name? Gil. Is that right? Did I just make that name up? Uh, I feel like that name sounds familiar. (laughs) I feel like it does, but now I'm second guessing myself. Gil Bobsey. No, I'm right. Gil. Okay. Gilbert. Gil for short. Okay. So I feel like, I think I saw someone else post that he had either liked or commented when Kennedy had posted a picture like in the dressing room or the trailer or whatever of her in her costume. And he said something along the lines of like, missed you so much. And I feel, you know, how people see something on the internet and we'll take it and we'll run with it. Yeah. So I was thinking that 
they, they being the Bobsy twins, were not going to be as prevalent at all in this season. And then all of a sudden, out of the shadows comes bad dad Bobsy. So I don't know. I just, I feel like, like I said, I sound like a broken record, but I just feel like he's bad news all the way around. Yeah. I just get bad vibes from him. I do too. I do too. And that's pretty bad considering I'm getting that through a TV screen. (laughs) (laughs) So that's either like really good acting, really good writing or a combination of both, which I'm not complaining about, but I just don't want him to screw up anything for anybody in the clue crew. Yeah. I'm just over him and that whole storyline. And we're only four episodes in. (laughs) Yeah. And I got to say, I haven't from the get go of Ace and Sister Bobsy. I don't even know what her name is. Is it Amanda? Is it Amanda? I was I wanted to say Amanda, but I didn't want to be wrong. I think it is. Looking really fast. Yes, Amanda Bobsy. I don't know why I was thinking it was something different, but yeah, sh- that whole relationship um didn't like it from the get-go before I even like thought about Nancy and Ace. I just felt like she could be influenced by her brother. And I feel like her brother is more along the lines of dad Bobsy. And I feel like he has anger issues and we've seen that outbursts and things of that nature and guilty by association as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Like even though Amanda seems better than her brother, she still seems a bit sketchy. Yeah, I mean, she definitely seems more level-headed, for sure. But I feel like we also haven't necessarily seen her in, like, a super stressful kind of situation. Yeah. Um, and those kind of situations can bring out the worst in people. So maybe we're just not seeing the whole thing. I don't know. Um, but I just, I don't... I don't get good vibes from any of the the Bobsies except for the mom. And we never actually got to meet the mom. Yeah. So maybe they'll bring her back. I don't know. I guess we'll have to just wait and see. Um, Let me get back to my notes here. Um. I'm glad like we talked about earlier that Bess was able to wrangle everybody back and um, bring everybody back down to earth and realize that it was all just bad dreams. Um, And can I point in that with when Ryan came to help Bess, he didn't he bring something from the chore chart to help bring everybody back? Yes. (laughs) The chore chart came in handy. It did in more ways than one. And I'm glad that you mentioned Ryan, because I also wanted to say with Ryan going to the youth center and helping Nick really, I think is good for him. And when Nick told him that he was making a difference, I mean, I almost got a little bit teary eyed because I was like, oh, my God, think of where you've come from and where you are now. Even if, like, he didn't have a huge impact in Nancy growing up, he has almost, like, a second chance in a way with helping with these kids. 
Absolutely. I really do think that they wrote it that way for a reason, because I, I really feel like when things with the Hudson's were kind of at a crossroads that Ryan himself was at a crossroads. He could choose to be like his father, very cutthroat, very all about the money, or he could go down the other road and, you know, be like a good figure in Nancy's life and try to do the right thing, step up and be a good guy. And thank God he went that route. Oh yeah. And I'm like, I was so glad when the Hudson's were like, out of the picture at the end of season two. I'm like, I'm done with them and their meanness. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> because that was another thing that was just all the way no good. And the fact that Nancy wants to donate the Hudson money um, back to the victims uh, is really commendable and a very much a Nancy move, in my opinion. Yeah. Because I don't know I'm, about you. Go ahead. I don't, I don't know about you, but it almost seems as though we kind of went, went, we merged from one bad family to another bad family. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Between like started off with the Hudson's kind of went now into the Bobsies. I'm like, can they please get a break? <laughs> I feel like it, it's almost like there's no happy medium in Horseshoe Bay. It's like, you're either from like a really, really bad family or you're from a really, really good family that tries to do good things versus a bad family who, you know, breaks the law and kills people. Um, there just seems to be no happy medium. So I don't know how that will progress, but I'm excited either way. And I'm really excited. One of the main storylines from this episode is just to see how that youth center progresses because I think that Nick can has the potential to really do some good for the community yeah and it was so nice to hear too that the kids had went to Nick to say hey Ryan made that day when he hung out with us memorable Uh, yeah I mean I don't know of a better compliment that you could get from a kid that they went out of their way to say hey, this really made an impression on me. I mean, that's huge. And I think that that's all that Nick wants. Yeah. So it's a very selfless thing. It is. So, and even Nick was like, come back on Monday morning at 9 a.m. Like, let's get this show on the road kind of thing. Yeah. (laughs) That's Ryan. And then it's like, it will be nice to see if they even, this as the season goes on, if they'll show Ryan in that kind of, position with the kids and how he interacts with them I'm hoping that even if it's like not every episode like even if it's like sprinkled in here and there it would be nice to see yes absolutely I agree well as far as my notes I think that about covers it oh there is the next victim too in the iced heart killer kind of thing yes i think that might be the last little bit i think yes oh speaking of that i am kind of following along in nancy's thought of how i'm a part of something so much bigger just keeps playing in her brain like i'm trying to make it all make sense 
and I just, I don't have all the information yet. So I don't really have any theory as far as that. I don't know if you do or not. Not really yet. It's almost as though it's like, as us we're watching, we're like in Nancy's shoes, like in the games. Yeah. Just like kind of along for the ride. Oh yeah. <laughs> Just like going around to like all these different locations, trying to get information from characters, you know, but you know, the whole picture isn't there yet. Yeah. But I have to keep reminding myself we're only four episodes in. There's still so much more to go into. Um, and I feel like I asked you this already, but I can't remember. Do you know how many episodes are in this season? I think when I checked earlier, I think it might be 13 episodes this time. Okay. But I'm not, I'm not sure if like that's set in stone yet. Okay. Um, like if I hear anything, then probably let you know. Okay. <laughs> but hopefully it's a full 18 episodes. I mean, that would be awesome because, I mean, that would, you know, the more Nancy, the better, in my opinion. (laughs) Like, I'm hoping that the show will keep going for as long as possible. What I do, too, but I feel like with how much stuff that they've done, like paranormal and stuff, I really feel like they're not going to run out of ideas because everything up to this point has been so crazy and outlandish. That it's like, I mean, anything is possible. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I feel like they could go in many different directions. So hopefully we'll have Nancy for a long time. Yeah. There's the options and the doors are endless. That's so true. That's so <laughs> true. Um, and with that, I think that's it. Do you have think- anything else to add? This is a pretty good episode. Oh it's... yeah. No, I was I was on the edge of my seat the whole time. Oh yeah. And I'm like I had this feeling <laughs> that once I read Kennedy's tweet, this is the dreamiest episode of Nancy yet. I didn't know what to expect, but I was excited. <laughs> I do have one more thing to say. Okay. Um, I wanted to give Kennedy, our Nancy in the show, a big happy birthday shout out because it was her birthday over the weekend. <laughs> yes, it was. She turned 25. And I'll just say she's a year older than me. <laughs> there we go. And I will just say she's a Scorpio like me. Ooh. <laughs> I think that's why I like her so much. <laughs> and it's so much. I see, like, I follow, like, Kennedy and Leah and... Uh, Madison on Instagram and like their stories are hilarious (laughs) they are and I really do feel like they are true friends in real life which I feel like is can be kind of rare on tv shows because I feel like you read more about people that just don't get along but I feel like everyone on that show really gets along oh yeah and even too it's like when I'm watching um posts and stories on especially with Leah and Madison like George and Bess, mm-hmm. they, it's like, they're almost like with each other all the time, like going around, checking things out. And like, that's such a nice thing to see. Yes. I, I really like that because I feel like it, the friendship and the chemistry translates even more on screen and makes it more believable and much more fun to watch. I think. Yeah. Oh, but other than that, I have no other notes 
things to say. <laughs> okay. Same. I'm just, I'm ready for next week. Yes. Bring on the new episode. <laughs> That's right. Can't come soon enough. Um, but I guess we'll just go ahead and close it on out for this week then. Uh, thank you for listening to this week's episode of River Heights Buzz podcast. You can check us out on Instagram at River Heights Buzz, or you can email us at riverheightsbuzz at gmail.com. Check us out next week as we dive into season three, episode five. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs> See you next week. <laughs>